the very handsome Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Brian. How proud are you of Brookhaven to say New York City? We'll take your statues. We'll take your founding fathers. Uh, We know they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You are. Uh, But you know what? Without George Washington, we don't have a city. We don't have a country. And now they're looking to take out five George Washington statues out of New York. They took Jefferson out of City Hall. What is wrong with these people? I don't know, but I am very proud of Brookhaven, and it's ironic you would say that because one of my favorite pieces of sound, which I've already played on this show today, I'm going to play it again, is my hero, Howard Stern. Yes, he's still my hero. He's a complete woke jerk-off. I get it. Trust me. But he's the best by miles in the history of this industry, and I still enjoy him every now and then. But he was yesterday going on and on about how comfortable he is being called woke. He goes, you know, people say I'm not good anymore because I'm woke. He goes, you're damn right I'm woke. The opposite of woke is asleep. And here's Brookhaven and Oyster Bay spitting in the face of Howard Stern saying, no, no, no. Woke is not a good thing. We are not woke, and that's why they've stepped up and done the right thing here with these statues. So as much as I love Howard, he's the bad guy. Brookhaven and Oyster Bay, Brian, they're the good guys. I mean, I feel the same way about Howard Stern. I mean, I was out in Los Angeles, and I would be getting up early, and I'd be listening to the New York feed at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and then it would turn around at 6, and i watch him take over all these markets when he was on, like we are now, on Terrestrial. And uh, I don't recognize the show when I listen to it now. He'd rather hang out with Jimmy Kimmel than be with the average person. And the thing about Howard Stern, he was always like, I know, much more talented. But he was always like the average person. He was tapped into that. Uh, if you look at the people that show up at his events, they're blue collar. They're not the uh, the elites. I'm not saying that, uh, that that no rich people like him. But he's totally changed. But uh, no, no, you're I'm right. not. When, when and it just reinforces no- that uh, I'm, I'm, we're in the right lane. Right. When you say no rich people like them, it was amazing all those years. For the better part of 18 years, I worked back and forth with Imus. And, uh, you know, of course, they had their war for, for many, many years and still do. But you're right in that Imus was the guy who had the guy making 300000 the guy that, you know, was trading on Wall Street, the congressman, even the president. And Howard had the guy making 50000 a year. So the way you depicted Howard is uh, is exactly right. And he even said yesterday, too, by the way, if being woke means I'm not for Donald Trump, I'm all for it, which is really sad when you consider that Howard Stern is only, I think, eight years away from saying on his own radio show, the best guest I have consistently is Donald Trump. And he has spent the last couple of years stabbing Trump in the back. He hates him. That's why he loves being woke just unbelievable how many people Hillary Clinton used to love Trump. Oprah Winfrey loved Trump. He's got a new book out. He talks about all these people, letters to Trump, that loved him. And as soon as he came down the escalator and stood for what was right, they hated him that day. And Howard Stern is one of those folks. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're doing this thing on Fox called, you know, we have that who is, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, whoever's in the news, you know, we'll, we'll do it. Like, who is that person? Give you a perspective on who they are. And we did Trump, and I'm hosting it, and I did Trump yesterday. And it's, it's four parts. And it's unbelievable what he's done in his career. This guy's been, been making news since he's maybe 25, uh, going into the rail yards, cutting deals with banks, going down to Atlantic City, doing what he did, uh, losing everything, then coming all the way back, the sensational divorces, uh, the breakups, and now he's back, and he's got the towers, and he gets the apprentice, and now he uh, segues into the presidency. You've never seen a guy with a life like this. 
You've never seen someone consequential. But Sid, and I'm so glad you brought this up, because Christine Welker interviewed him on Sunday. And I'm watching this and saying, I don't know why Trump does this, because I don't know what he gets out of it. And then guess what? She is getting blowback for interviewing the leading guy to get the Republican nomination, who was president of the United States. They're saying, boycott Welker and meet the press <laughs> because she interviewed yeah. Howard Stern. Yeah. Do you believe this? Uh, Trump, yeah, but it's the same thing uh, that uh, CNN went through when that young lady, um, she's so forgettable, you know, she's on 9 o'clock at night, but I forgot her name, and, and she got blowback too when people sat at their desk at CNN and started crying, and actually Chris Lick got fired after CNN did that interview with Trump, and you're right, now NBC, Kristen Welker's first day on the job replacing Chuck Todd, and she's getting the same thing, but... You know, Trump gets the credit, man. He doesn't care whether it's CNN, NBC. He'll go anywhere. Nothing scares Donald Trump. And I'll tell you what, if Donald Trump was president and he was in New York for the week of the U.N. like this creep is now, Joe Biden, and he knows what's going on. He actually said on my show two weeks ago, quote, New York today looks like Bangladesh. That's a quote from Donald Trump. I can guarantee you whether he likes or despises, which he may, the mayor of this city, Donald Trump would find the time to meet with him. This is a slap in the face to the mayor who who deserves this because he has called himself for years the Biden of Brooklyn. And now Biden is treating the mayor like a little bitch. How about that, Eric? Yeah, I, I, I I can't believe it. I mean, you would think that there would be somebody in the Biden camp to say, listen, you don't need a mayor turning against you. He's hitting you every other day. Just go meet with him. Quiet down. Get a message. Tell him whatever you want to tell him. Instead, he totally blows him off and goes to what the a fundraiser for uh, put on by the actors and supporters of Broadway. He's doing another fundraiser today and he's talking about climate change. I mean, when are the American people going to step up and tell all these Democrats enough with climate change? We, we understand it. We're going to try to burn cleaner energy and gas when we can. But that is not a priority. And all they do is talk about that. And you well, have not only, a, a not, not only the, 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 five not alarm just, fire here. Not just talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it a step further. As you know, Brian, I'm not breaking news to you. Not just talk about it. But he has said on multiple occasions, forget about al-Qaeda, forget about ISIS, forget about World War Three possibilities in Taiwan and Poland. Right now, this climate issue is the most dangerous we've got in the world today. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was over at the U.N. and there was all these protests there for climate change. How dare you use fossil fuels? And I'm thinking and they were in front of Fox yesterday. And I'm saying to myself, do you guys even have a job? Can you imagine noon on a Tuesday going, honey, I'm tired of I'm tired of watching the Brady Bunch. Can you get me that sign and some oak tag? I'm going to make a sign and protest against fossil fuels. And by the way, let's fire up the car, get some gas, and I'll drive down there. Or we could fly to Los Angeles on jet fuel, unless you could do it with fly there with corn. What I loved about Trump, and I think this is smart with great instincts, he's all over this UAW strike. And it makes this climate change feeds into it. His push for electric cars has alienated the auto workers because you take 40 percent less workers to build an electric car. They're building them out of these union states. They're building them in, you know, in Nashville. And and the wages, they're taking away jobs from the combustion engine people, those horrible people that that make cars that you and I drive. 
And now, all of a sudden, they're telling Joe Biden, we don't want to hear from you. We're not going to endorse you. Well, think about it. So Trump's going there next week, and he's going to have a big speech there. And he gets a lot of blue collar. Remember, he won by, I guess, percentage points in 2016. He lost by one or two points in 2020. You take Michigan. You take the country. And I'm telling you, I don't care what leadership says. Leadership puts Trump down all the time. But the workers don't. No, they don't. And Anthony Scaramucci, who hates Donald Trump's guts these days, wrote a book many years ago called The Blue Collar President. And whether it's this trip that you're talking about with the strike or or don't forget, way before Joe Biden and or Pete Buttigieg went to East Palestine, Ohio, there was Donald Trump. What's more blue collar than that? And by the way, when you look at the graph of when exactly, when exactly Donald Trump started to really move in the right direction. It was before that first Alvin Bragg indictment. It was the day he went to East Palestine, Ohio. That's when America said he cares more about us, because on that same day, Joe Biden was taking pictures with Zelensky in the Ukraine. So one more on Biden. I had uh, Jack Keane on yesterday. We were talking about uh, this uh, Iran deal, you know, this nonsense, $6 billion. And he said, listen, you know, Sid, way back when Barack Obama wanted this to be Nixon's China, he was going to make friends with this country, even though this country hates the West and wants to destroy Israel. And, of course, we know that never happened. They never complied, that ridiculous deal that Obama and John Kerry put together. Now this president takes over. He's not in D.C. for a week. He wants to revive the deal. And now he gives these animals $6 billion and announces it, mind you, from Alaska on 9-11. How tone-deaf and stupid is this president? And I guess, tell me it's unrelated. The Taliban took about 10 of our guys yesterday and some aid workers. And uh, by the way, tell me if this is uh, related. The Wall Street Journal reporter Gershowitz was told, you go back to prison. Uh, your your chance for a quick trial are over. Tell me that's not all related. How about this? The U.N. ambassador from Israel arrested yesterday when he went out with the Iranian uh, people protesting this Iranian government. They detained the U.N. ambassador to from Israel. Think about that for a second. Uh, and so today, the president will meet with Netanyahu. This is the longest I think any president has waited to meet with the uh, Israel leader. So they, they're going to meet today for the first time. The way Israel gets the Heisman, Iran gets courted. Uh, it's uh, it's the world is upside down uh, two and a half years. And that's just it. I mean, I, I, I find people instead of saying, oh, you know, I don't know about this Obamacare. It doesn't seem to work. I, you know, we used to have those. Those are the good old days. These debates. Social Security reform. I don't think we should have private accounts. Oh, that's wrong. OK. Those were the good old days. Those debates. You know, what about stem cell research? Oh, I think it's wrong. I think it's necessary. Those were the good old days. Now we're talking about idiocy and normalcy. Just idiocy. Does it make sense to take six million people from other countries without background checks and just put them into your country and then just house them for money we don't have while we ring up $33 trillion in debt? Is it right to leave our allies out to dry while we kiss up to our enemies and pretend that China is not a competitor and an enemy and we we don't want to be we don't want another Cold War with you? Well, they have one with us. I just can't believe what we're dealing with now. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 